What a beaut you are, my dear. You're welcome. What was that? You're welcome. With Hillary Rushford. Say it again. You're welcome. In advance. Hello, lovely. Today, I want to share on something that my very first therapist many years ago taught me. And I've mentioned it in passing to a couple of girlfriends and conversations over the last few months who have gone, oh, I've never heard that before. Or, huh, that's really helpful. And it reminded me how often do we know something and it has We've known it for so long now that we feel like everyone knows it. We forget that there was a time when someone told it to us and we went, oh, wow, that's really helpful and useful. And how often is does a friend reflect something back to us that we know? And we go, oh, you know what? You just gave wisdom back to me that I already knew. Like I had it within me. I just forgot it or I didn't see this application of it. That's what happened when... I got a DM. We were having a conversation on my Instagram stories about looking for centrist news sources and uh, facts and those sorts of things. And a girl messaged me and said, what do I do when there is someone in my life who is not listening to facts? Something like a QAnon situation where you feel like you you have facts and data to give them. But they're like, I don't believe your sources or they're just kind of not living in reality. I said, oh, I don't know. I don't know what you do in that case. Let me ask my friend Sharon. (laughs) If you don't follow my friend Sharon, I will link her Instagram uh, below. She is Sharon Says So. She is an amazing resource for just logical facts when it comes to politics, not partisan, seeing both sides. And she's very wise and savvy. So I messaged her and I was like, what would you say to this girl? And Her response, I then reflected back to her, you know what you're saying is what my therapist taught me many years ago that has served me so well, and I just didn't think about the application in this case. And that is the three F options of fight, flight, or freeze. These are the three options that we have in a relationship, and The reason that I love them to start is the fact that there are options. And it reminds us, even in a relationship that feels hard, frustrating, sad, stuck, unhealthy, uncomfortable, that we do have options. We do have a choice. We can't control everything. We might like the relationship to be more positive. We might like the person to uh, do something different. We might prefer that we are not in this situation. But we are not entirely a victim or powerless. We do have a choice on our end, even though we can't ultimately control what the other person does. So the first of these options is fight. And a really important distinction here is that fight doesn't mean aggressive which normally it does. We often think of that as, you know, fists up and angry words. But when we use the phrase fighting for something, that can just mean you're trying. I think it just means you're trying to have the conversation. You're trying to communicate the facts or your feelings. You are trying to get through to that person, be heard, change their mind perhaps, or make the situation better, but you're working at it. 
And this is what most of us do. We try. We try to have a better relationship with the friend that we feel like is being volatile. We try to be understood by the family member that is not respecting our boundaries. Or we generally do try to explain ourselves. But for a lot of us, the question comes when it doesn't work. What do I do next when I feel like I'm blue in the face? I feel like it's falling on deaf ears. And this is where I was in my life, in a relationship, when I was seeing my therapist. And he said, you have tried in this situation. You have tried very wisely, intentionally to have a conversation, to write a letter, to be understood, and it was not received. And he kind of said, I don't think in good conscience I can send you back in there to keep fighting because you just slammed into a brick wall. There was no give on that other side. And so you might keep trying, but if this is a really tender situation or if it's becoming a a toxic or an uncomfortable situation, if this is leading to more conflict and more strife, that may not be the best path forward to valiantly just keep kind of, you know, banging your head against the wall. And the gal who DM'd me was saying, I've, I've tried. I've tried to get through to this person. I've tried to have a more positive, productive relationship. And now I'm feeling defeated. I'm feeling kind of exhausted because I put my, my, my best effort into it and it didn't get me anywhere. And so now I feel kind of stuck. Like, what's my next best option? And I think that there is a freedom in remembering that all we can do is try. We can never control how the other person responds. If you want to try to save your relationship, the other person has to want it as well. The romantic relationship, the family relationship, the friendship. If you want to try and make your relationship healthier, the other person has to be receptive to that. So all we can do on our end is try, and we ultimately can't control their response. So after we have tried and we have done the fight – What is the next step? What is the next option for us? And this is where I think we have two really powerful options remaining. The next one is flight, which would mean to leave the relationship, to create a separation. One of my best friends had a husband who was an alcoholic, and after a decade, there was just no growth, no remorse, no desire to change, no progress. And it was ultimately healthiest for her and her child, she decided, to flee the relationship, to leave the relationship and have that separation. I have a best friend who was in a relationship with a sociopath. That was the healthiest to leave. Another friend whose father was a drug addict. It felt healthiest for a long period of her life to leave. It can be heartbreaking to make this decision. Sometimes this even just might be a friendship that you aren't feeling like is healthy anymore. It might be a romantic relationship that just isn't moving forward. And it can be so heartbreaking and devastating to have to make that choice. But there also is a small element of power to it that you do have a choice. You are still a victim in that this may have happened to you. This person's addiction, this person's mental illness, this person's 
infidelity or selfishness, whatever it is, but you do have the power to decide to leave, to not let it keep happening, even though the reality is still there, that it may very much be a loss. I mean, I even think back into friendships in junior high that were unhealthy. You know, I remember I had a girlfriend that used to make plans with me all the time in high school, and then she would stand me up. And even if you have the wisdom to say, I don't think this is a good friendship for me anymore. It still hurts, right, that you're the kind of person that someone would do that to. So if we kind of take ourselves back to that 15-year-old girl and we would say, of course, it is still really painful, but it also does feel stronger to say, I don't think that this is a good friendship for me anymore. You know, and I think sometimes it's healthy in the very complex, and I don't mean to diminish what happens when we're 15, but the very complex adult situations we may find ourselves in, like some of the other heavier examples I just gave, to kind of revert back to the 15-year-old girl that's been stood up. It's going to feel crappy either way that it's the reality, and we're not going to diminish that. But we would be more proud of her for, especially if she tries to say, it hurts my feelings when you do this. And then the friend continues to do that. That would be the healthiest first thing, right? Why don't you tell this friend that it hurts you? You do that, the friend continues to do it. We would then say, I don't think this is the best friendship for you anymore. And we would want them to leave and there actually would be a strength. We would be proud of that person for doing it. But the final option can be the hardest, can be the most powerful in some ways. It can be the wisest in a lot of situations, but it can feel the worst. (laughs) And that is freeze. When my therapist first taught me this, this was the decision that I came down to, was I had done my best in a certain relationship and I wasn't getting anywhere and I didn't have any indication that trying harder was going to make a difference and that I wasn't just going to continue to be more hurt and more disappointed. But fleeing and completely breaking this relationship, it felt it felt even sadder. It felt... It didn't feel like the lack of, it didn't feel like the emotional unhealth that was happening in this family situation was worthy of the flea, was going to be worth it. And so what you're left with is staying in a relationship where you're accepting it's not what you want, but it's the best option available to you. It's the lesser of two evils. It's acknowledging that you can't make it better. You can't force someone else to have a positive relationship and have the chains you want. And it honestly may feel crappy to stay, but it would feel even worse to leave. So you wish your mother wasn't so passive-aggressive which my mother isn't, which is why I always use that example. But you wish your mother wasn't so passive-aggressive, but you don't want to cut her out of your life. But trying to rationalize and explain why this bothers you, you're not getting anywhere. She's not hearing it. She doesn't want to change. She doesn't want to validate it. It doesn't feel so egregious that you need to never speak to her again for the rest of her life. But you may need to just put up boundaries and say, like, I wish my mom and I were closer. I wish that I felt safe around her. I wish that I felt like she was supportive and she didn't cut me down. But that isn't the reality. 
So what are the boundaries that I need to put up? What are the expectations that I need to lower? You know, you wish your friend wasn't so negative, but you don't want to cut her out of your life. She's not just level 10. It's just kind of a bummer. And so you just have to accept she's moving into a more mid-tier role in my life. I'm not going to say we can never speak again. And I wish we could be as close. I wish she was more positive. I've tried everything I can, and it is having a negative effect on me, her negativity. So I need to put up some sort of boundary and just say, we're friendly, but we're not as close as we used to be. And so Sharon, my Instagram friend who I had asked, what is your advice to this woman who DM'd me? She said, is it worth not speaking again to your father or your sister if they have QAnon beliefs, let's say? Do you feel that you just can't even be in relationship with them? And a lot for a lot of people, that isn't the case. Now, there are times, again, when that is appropriate and it's totally fine. But oftentimes, I think we just feel like, well, but I want them to change. I want to stick on fight. But having to accept that's not getting me anywhere. And I am exerting all this energy trying to get them to change. And I'm not getting that back. And I don't fully want to cut them off and never speak to them again. So although it feels kind of like an unsatisfying answer, can I also take find some solace in the ownership and the choice of, I'm choosing to freeze. So I'm going to decide, I'm going to agree with myself, I'm never going to bring up that topic again. And if they bring it up, I'm just going to redirect the conversation. Um, I'm not going to fight. I am not going to not return their phone calls, but I'm just going to create that space. And we focus instead on the fact that what we can control is A, that we try. And I think that's always a beautiful thing to do in a relationship. We don't just want to cut people out. We don't just want to give up. We tried. And then when that didn't work, we choose the healthiest outcome for ourselves. And sometimes that truly is the separation of flight. But very often, it's the freeze of being in the middle. And I wonder how many areas of our lives that energy could be helpful, that we want to be able to control so much of our lives, of our dreams, of our productivity and our goals and our schedules and where we live and how much money we make and our relationships and all the things. We want to be in control of all the things. And how often for us to say, you know what, I just can't control this area right now. And even the freeze, you know, we talked about how the flight can feel aggressive. Freeze can be an aggressive word too. Freeze is cold. It's harsh. But what if the freeze just means I'm going to be at peace. I'm not going to be in motion of fighting and putting energy forth. And I'm not going to be cut off I'm just going to be at peace and I'm going to accept things as they are and I'm going to let that light energy not make me as ruffled about the things that I tried and it just really wasn't happening. And I wonder how many other areas of our lives, like 
I think about something like infertility and trying to get pregnant. And there is a season to be intentional about that and say, let me make the doctor's appointments. Let me look into my options. I'm kind of going to fight for that. Unfortunately, there are times when people are like, I think we've reached the end of our road. I think we are in the flight period where we're releasing that dream or we're releasing it happening the way that we thought. But somewhere in the middle of the story, and everyone's story is going to be unique, there may be a season of, I'm just going to kind of let it be. I'm just going to freeze. And again, I think that freeze, I picture like a ice queen. It just feels aggressive to me. But if that freeze just means I'm going to float, maybe that's another F word we could replace it with. Fight, flight, or float. I kind of like that. I'm just here. And I'm, because floating has the posture of releasing, right? And I'm here and I'm present and I'm just going to be okay that I, I can only fight in so many areas of my life, whether that's for dreams or growth or relationships. I can only fight so much. I only have so much energy. I only have so much focus. I think it's another F word. Well, we're in alliteration world. I think it's another F word we could use with a fight. I'm going to focus on it. I am very focused on trying to get through to this friend or this family member to make this relationship better. I am focused on it. Or I'm just floating. I'm kind of palms up. I don't feel the need to flee and to choose flight, but I'm going to rest and I'm going to release. And I think in responding that to the woman who DM'd me, there's a sense of freedom, a sense of release to say to her, Sarah, you did everything you could. You have done your best to help this friend, this family member. And that's all you can ask of yourself. And now it's time to choose the healthiest outcome for yourself. And if it would break your heart to never speak to this person again, it doesn't have to be flee or flight. It can just be float. We're just here. And I did my part. And now it's time to choose the healthiest outcome for myself, to be palms up, and to just rest that this is where the story is for now. And maybe there'll be another chapter. Maybe there'll be another season when I get to make a new choice and I get to choose again. Oh, wait. One more thing. Don't miss this. Before you go, love. P.S. Something I'm loving lately is a new app called Luminate. I will link it in the description below. It is described as a tech-assisted psychedelic experience. Didn't really know what those phrases were, but I heard someone else share it on Instagram stories. And she said, I just used this app for the first time. And after 15 minutes, I felt so glorious. I was crying. It was beautiful. I highly recommend it. I was intrigued. And I think of it like a meditation app, but it has a couple of key differences that I'm really enjoying. I've only used it for about a week and a half. But the first thing you should know is that the, a major focus of it is it uses the flashlight on your phone and you turn your phone around and the flashlight faces you and it's kind of a strobing light. So it has some um, qualifiers on the website that like if you suffer from migraines or seizures, this is not right for you. But there is something, I can't explain the tech, but there is something about the light and the sound that creates some sort of psychedelic experience, I will say I felt like 
what was that Beatles movie years ago? Something about the universe? Like, you know the psychedelic, I'm like using quotes around my face, the psychedelic scenes in movies? It kind of felt like that. There was just, it felt like there was all these colors. And later I was like, is it making the light on my phone colored? No, somehow that's just what was happening behind my eyelids. But anyways, while all of that is happening, there, what I think I'm enjoying about it is that traditional meditation, and by the way, I am not an expert in meditation. I don't even know if they would call this a meditation app. I'm just going to give you my very layman's version on this. So a normal meditation app, which I've used Calm and Headspace in the past, and I like both of them, but I think of it as I am, my charge is to spend these 10 or 15 minutes attempting not to think and allowing my thoughts to float by and observing what my thoughts are. And that is lovely. In this case, it gave you something to focus on. And I know there are meditations where you focus on something that's like a chant, like a repeating thing you say again and again. This was almost felt more like you're focusing on a journal prompt. You're focusing on a goal that you want to accomplish or a personality trait that you want to embody more. And you're spending those 15 minutes focused on that. And that to me felt so much more pleasurable. And I think it's because I love journaling. I love self-exploration. And it felt like It felt like sitting down and journaling on a topic, but more relaxing because I wasn't trying to frantically write. My hand wasn't hurting. My eyes were closed. I'm relaxing on my couch. There's nice, calm music. And my mind still would wander from time to time as it does in meditation, but it wandered less. And when I noticed it wandered, in meditation, truth be told, I feel like, ugh, my mind wandered. I got to get it back on my mind is happier wandering, (laughs) you know? Like my mind wants to wander and I'm having to be like, no, no, let's herd the kittens. No, no, children. Like we're trying to let the thoughts go. Whereas in this case, I actually wanted to think about these topics. I want to think about the goal I want to make happen. I want to think about the characteristics I want to embody. So when my mind would wander, instead of feeling like, oh, what I really want to be doing is over there checking Instagram, but I probably should be working. Instead, it was, oh, this is the fun thing I, the the interesting thing I want to be focused on. This is more fascinating than this other thought that I had. So it kind of was a combo of like journaling, meditation. I also will say, I can't recall when I went to sign up, I think it popped up a screen that wanted me to pay for the app. And I always get frustrated by that. I'm like, I haven't tried it yet. I don't know that I want to pay for this. So I believe I, I X'd out of that and I realized, oh, I actually could access some of the app before I tried it, but I can't quite remember. I definitely paid for the monthly membership. Of course, there's a discount if you do the yearly, but to me, I was like, I don't know if I like this yet, so I'm just going to do the monthly, but I am very much enjoying it, and it was a very different kind of experience, and I hope that you find it as delightful and delicious as I did as well. So um, I would love to hear your thoughts on what came up with for you today on these concepts of fight, flight, or freeze. If you will, please uh, come join the conversation over on Instagram. Send me a DM. Would love to hear your thoughts. As always, I'm incredibly honored if you share this episode, if you can think of someone that it would resonate with, share it in your Instagram stories, or of course, swipe up and leave a review. I was reading those um, just a few the other day to work on my book proposal, and I 
was a blubbery mess of tears just beginning to read them, just so incredibly moved to reflect on what this amazing community has been over the last two years. So if you haven't had a moment to leave a review, it truly would mean the world to me, uh, especially at this time as I am gathering up some beautiful testimonials to put into the book proposal for my style book. So if you would swipe up and do that right now, I would appreciate it so much. And then I will see you over on Instagram with grace and gumption. Till next Wednesday.